0: bibles to um joshua chapter 24 starting in verse 14 says, now therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell but as for me and my household we will serve the Lord that's a choice we have to make every single day every single day we, we wake up we have to make that choice to serve God or to serve ourselves. And it's easy to serve ourselves. I mean, we can just get up, put our clothes on, go to work, not give God any thanks for waking us up, not giving God any thanks for giving us a bed to sleep in, all those things that we miss out on. And we can just skip right over that and just go right to work or right to whatever we're going to do throughout that day. And not give God any praise. Or we can thank him for waking us up. Thank him for all the things that he's going to do for us. Thank him for giving us a job. And all those other things that he do for us. And so I want to title this message. God or self. Because we all make that decision. Whether we know it or not. Each and every day. For me, I was, I was lost for 29 years. So for 29 straight years, I made that choice to serve myself and do what I wanted to do. But on, on August 28, 2012, I gave my life to Christ and I said, you know what? I'm going to serve you, God. I'm going to lift up your name, God. I might not know how to live this Christian life, but I'm going to trust that you already know. And so, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to get in your word. I'm going to read your word. I'm going to pray to you. And I'm going to just do what you tell me to do. And I know that you will take care of the rest. And so, we have to make that decision every single day to choose God over ourselves. Choosing God is a big deal to God. It's such a big deal that the first commandment says, have no other God before me. And a lot of times we don't consider ourselves to be a God. We just consider ourselves, you know, I'm doing what I want to do. You know, it's. But when you begin to put yourself before God, then you're making yourself that. And, and then the other thing was the greatest commandment. He said, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And if you're following those two commandments, you have no time to serve yourself. Because it says, serve him with all, with all. And for me, all means all. And I'm pretty sure all means all. Amen. And in John 14, 6. Jesus said, I am the way. The truth and the life. No one comes unto the father except through me. And so the question I ask. Is your life. A Christian life? Or is it the Christian life? Because a lot of times we can look like we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. But are we really doing those things? Are we really living the life that Jesus has called us to live? Amen? And so... If you turn in in your Bible to Genesis chapter 22. And I just want to take a little time to just look at two examples of the many other people who chose God over themselves and over what they wanted to do. And before we read that verse, I wanted to ask the question. And the question is, is there anything that you can think of that's not of God? That as soon as you get it and you die, that it will be worth it. And that's a question I just want you guys to think about because it's been on my heart for a couple of months now and I've been trying to think and I can't think of anything. Because the things of God is what matters. Those things that's not of God doesn't matter. And so some might say, well, if I had a lot of money, that would be worth it, right? And then I say, well, If I gave you a billion dollars and as soon as you got the billion dollars, you died, would it be worth it? I don't think it would be. And then you think about that dream job that you might want, that you continue to put the things of God off for. Like, ah, well, I'll serve God later. Let me work on getting this dream job. What if you get that dream dream job and you died right after you got it? Would it be worth it? I don't think so. What about that relationship that you're seeking that's not of God? What if you got that relationship and you die right after? Would it be worth it? Probably not. And so to think that the the things of this world doesn't matter. I mean, we go and we live and we do and we do all these things and we forget about God when he's like, hey, just give me some time. Just lift me up. I got you. I'll give you all those things. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. That dream job that you want will be added to you. That, That money that you want, that you need, will be added to you. All those things will be given to you. But he says, Seek me first. And that's the part that we miss out on. It's like, Oh, I'll seek God if I got time. But that can't be what we do. And so if we start in verse 1 of Genesis 22, it says, Now it came to pass that after these things God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. And then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Morah, And offer him there as a burnt offering on the one mountain in which I shall tell you. And Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son. And he split the wood for burnt offering and arose and went to the place which God had told him. And on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here. With the donkey the lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back I don't know if y'all caught that but it says and we will come back God said go offer your son as a burnt offering and Abraham had the faith of my God is amazing I don't know how he's gonna do it but we will come back amen And then in verse six, it says, so Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son, and took the fire in his hand and a knife. And the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. Then he said, look, the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb of the burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son. God will provide for himself, the lamb of burnt offerings. So the two of them went together and they came to the place in which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay him. But the angel of the Lord called from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked and there behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by its horns. And so Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide. And it says this day, the mount of the Lord shall be provided. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much, Lord, for just everything that you do, Lord. We thank you for your amazing word, Lord. And Lord, I just ask that you just give us all a revelation in this place, Lord, of who you truly are, Lord, and that we can lift you up, Lord, and that we can trust in you, Lord, and we can have faith in you, Lord, because you are amazing. You are our provider. And Lord, we just ask that you just be with us, Lord. Allow me to get this word out that you've placed on my heart. Lord, I love you. I thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And I just want to point out a few things in this in these scriptures. And in the first verse it talks about, says that God tested him. But God tested him. But Abraham had the attitude. He said, here I am, Lord. He didn't say, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? And if it's good, then I'll do it. And if I don't want to do it, then I won't do it. That's not what he said. He said, Lord, here I am. And then in the second verse, it says, whom you love, talking about his son. And what I want you guys to do is, because I like to relate things to my life. And so I want to just replace Isaac whom he loved for the thing in your life that you love more than, and that you place in front of God sometimes. Whether it's sleep, whether it's money, whether it's your job, whether it's your family, whatever it may be, only you know what it is. But it's something in your life, if it's something in your life that you place higher than God, and that you would rather go out and save instead of going and being with God, then I want you to replace that with Isaac in the, in this story, because it says whom you love, which means it's something that we you know we love more than we than we let on. And so, and what I want to ask you is, if God asked you to give that thing up, would you give it up? If God says, you know what, I know you've been working a lot of overtime and you've been doing a lot of things and you've been neglecting me. I want you to get that job up. What would your answer be? Ah, oh, well, I got to provide for my family. But the Bible says that God will provide. And I know we like to throw in our own stuff. Oh well, well, the Bible says that if we don't do this, then we can't do this. But the Bible says that God will provide and that if we trust him, he, he gave us that job. He didn't give us that job so that we can place it in front of him. He gave us that job so that you can provide. And if you're lacking in the funds, then you have to let him take control. But it can't be, God, you know what? I got to continue to work because I got to do what I have to do. I was talking to a guy at work. He was like, man, God don't pay, pay the bills. God don't pay my bills. I said, well, he sure pays mine. And so I had a testimony a couple of weeks ago. Me and my wife had testimonies. And so I was able to share that with him. And the fact that we was willing to step out and trust God and take a pay cut. And God not only filled that pay cut, but he gave us more than what we already had. Because our God is faithful. But we have to trust him in those things. And then it said for three days in verse four, talk about three days that Abraham went on his journey with the son, knowing that he was going to have to sacrifice him. It was like, man, that's tough to do. To have that thing that you love so much and it's like, man, I got to get rid of it for my God. So you ask that question, will I serve God or will I serve myself? Because myself says, this is my only son. That God gave me. But God said, hey, I just need to know that you trust me. And so he said in verse 12, he said, and he said, do not lay a hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God. Since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. God needs to know that that relationship that we're seeking, that that job that we're seeking, that that money that we're seeking, that you will not withhold anything from him. And when he know that, he will provide. Amen. Amen. His ways are not our ways. We don't always understand how we're going to be able to provide with this job that we have. But God already has it worked out. He already had that ram in the bush. Amen? He's just waiting on us to trust him. Amen? And I just want to the second example I want to give is about my God. My Lord and Savior who came to this earth. And I want to read in Mark 8, verse 31. Mark 8, 31 says, and he began to teach them that the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed. And after three days rise again. And he spoke this word openly. And then Peter took him aside and rebuked him. But when he had turned around and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter, saying, get behind me, Satan. For you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Jesus had been telling them, I got to go. But Peter was still thinking about himself. It's like, I can't let my guy go right now because that don't make sense. You know, I still need him. But Jesus was like, hey, I got, I got things to do. I've given you everything that you need. I need you. I, I have to go. And Peter took him aside and rebuked him. Because he had his eyes on the things of this world. He had his eyes on his self, on what he can get from God as, as he was standing beside him. But it says in verse 33, for you are not mindful of the things of God. We have to continue to have our minds set on the things of God. God, what can I do for you? Can I can I go do this and serve you? Can I take this job and still serve you at that job? Yes. All the things that we do, we should we should have that. God, if I go here, can you go? Because if you can't go, God, then I don't want to go. But so many times we're focused on ourselves. We're selfish people. I don't know if y'all know that. Okay, I'm, I'm a selfish person since I, I... Okay, I'm a selfish person and my flesh is extra selfish. And if it wasn't for God, because I... Me before God was extra selfish. Didn't care about nobody but myself. But when God get a hold of you, he changed all of that. He's like, you know what? Be a giver. Be a this. Be a that. Be that for me. And that's where we have to get to the point of, God, I'm going to put my faith and I'm going to put my trust in you because I know that you are going to take care of me. I know that you are going to lift me up. Because a lot of times we don't always have the answers to the things that we go through. But when we can say, you know what? I'm going to trust God and go through it anyways and not give up. I'm going to continue to trust Him. God is faithful. God is an amazing God. I know that there's a lot of things that I wanted to do. And for me, you know, I think about being up here and I think about my Christian life. I was comfortable just just coming to church and just Doing those type of things. But God said, I want you to do more. I mean, I remember coming to church those those first few months and, and just coming. I mean, I was coming all the time. I was coming. I was getting stuff out of it. I would take notes. I would go home. I would read them. And I was perfectly fine with that. I was telling people outside of church about what God did for me. But then pastor was like, hey, you want to be a usher? It's like, no, not really, but um, I'll do it. So I did it, and I was like, man, I like this. This is awesome. And he was like, hey, you want to lead praise and worship? No, I don't. (laughs) Okay. Well, come back here and, and sing something for me. It's like, what part of no, I don't, you know. But so, I, so I did that, and I, I became the praise and worship leader. But all those things are are not things that I want to do. But when you are obedient, and you're like, okay, well, if God wants me to do that, then I'll do that. Because we have to trust God that He know what's best. He know how to get us out of that mold that we're in. I mean it's easy to live a Christian life and say you know what I'm going to just do what I feel comfortable doing and that's it. You can, And you can do that. But when you say God you know what I'm going to trust you and I'm going to do what you say and I'm going to just be obedient then we step out and do stuff that we're not comfortable doing. And I don't know where that came from but Amen. And um, But I wanted to end this message with my God in the garden as he was praying. Amen. So if we turn to Luke chapter 22. Starting in verse thirty nine says Come out, coming out. He went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed, and his disciples also followed him. And we, when he came to that to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw and he kneeled down and prayed saying father if it is your will take this cup away from me nevertheless not my will but your will be done then the angel appeared to him from heaven strengthening him and being in agony he prayed more earnestly then his sweat became like drops of blood falling down to the ground. When he rose up from prayer and had come to his disciples, he found them sleeping from sorrow. And then he said to them, why do you sleep? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. Do you know how we should choose Jesus every single time, every single day? Because this life is hard. This life isn't easy. This Christian life that we live is not easy. But we can make it if we choose God. And he told him, pray lest you enter into into temptation which means we're going to be tempted with doing things that we want to do but we have to fight that fight we have to get to the point of you know what I'm not going to do what I want to do I'm going to do what God wants me to do I'm going to allow him to take over and I'm going to allow him to live through me but that takes fighting because our flesh is weak our flesh is selfish. Our, self, our, our flesh don't care about anything else except what it wants. But when we know our King, when we know Jesus, then we can walk in the spirit. And we can, and our spirit can take over that flesh. But it's gonna take a fight, it's gonna take us saying you know what God I have been selfish let me live every day for you God let me lift you up God let me do what you've called me to do God I know I have things that I want to do but I want to live for you first because your word says that when I put you first that you will take care of the rest And that's the attitude we should all have in this place. Is that God, I'm going to live for you. Jesus, we trust you. And we thank you just for being faithful, for being merciful. For giving us opportunities, Lord, when we fail. Giving us a chance to get up. Say we're sorry. And continue living for you. That's a blessing. And I thank you for it. Lord, we need you in this place. bow our heads and close our eyes. I just want to ask all over this place, if you've never called on the name of Jesus, if you haven't made Jesus the Lord of your life, and you want to do that today, just lift your hand up and put it back down. I'd like to pray for you. see your hand. I just want to ask if if you were to pass into eternity today do you know where you'd spend eternity? If you die today do you know where you'd spend eternity? And if it's not heaven or you're not sure, just lift your hand up and put it back down. I'd like to pray for you. Amen. If we'd all stand. As we stand, I just want to challenge you to put God first in everything that you do. In every situation that you go through, I want you to take that little bit of time and say, God, is this you? God, if I do this, am I serving you? If it's not serving God, I just want you to turn away from that thing and go find out what God is wanting you to do. I just want us all to make that decision that today we will serve the Lord, that as of this day, we will serve the Lord. come down to the altar, I would just like everybody to come down to the altar and just spend some time with God and and just talk to him. Make those decisions at this altar.